This is The Channel, a podcast from the International Institute for Asian Studies. Hello, and welcome to The Channel. I am Baromita Val. Here at IAS, I work as the chief editor of the newsletter, our flagship publication that comes out three times a year. The upcoming edition is coming out in June, and we're very pleased to have a special section guest edited by Jona Moren and Klaas Stutje. The section will include a collection of essays that grew out of something called prose, or the pilot project provenance research on objects of the colonial era. The project was carried out under the direction of the Niort Institute for War, Holocaust and Genocide Studies in collaboration with other institutions, including the Rijksmuseum Amsterdam and the National Museum of World Cultures. The project formally began in November 2019 with the goal of researching the provenance of various colonial artifacts and acquisitions. It concluded in March 2022 with a series of detailed provenance reports, as well as formal recommendations about restitution and repatriation. On March 17, the PROS project presented their final report to government officials at an event in the Museum Volkenkunde in Leiden. Unfortunately, Jona, a leader of the project, was ill and unable to attend. But Klaas gave brief introductory remarks that we would like to play here in anticipation of their forthcoming focus section in the newsletter. In his statement, Klaas introduces the various dimensions of the project and the challenges it entailed. The project's final report, Clues, Research into Provenance History and Significance of Cultural Objects and Collections Acquired in Colonial Situations, is also freely available to the public in Dutch, English, and Bahasa Indonesia. We're very excited for the forthcoming special section co-edited by Jona and Klaas, and we hope that our listeners will read the case studies when the issues come out in June. Until then, here's Klaas remarks from the March 17 event. So in the coming 15 minutes, I want to give you an insight into the direct context in which PROSE was established, uh, its aims and research objectives, as well as highlight a few of the concrete results of our project. And as Frank just mentioned in his introduction, both in Dutch society as well as in countries formerly colonized by the Netherlands, there seems to be a growing interest in the presence and the future of cultural heritage that was acquired in colonial times and situations and are currently held in Dutch museums and heritage institutions. Now, in response to this growing interest, museum professionals and policymakers emphasized the responsibility of heritage institutions to re-examine their collections and to invest in knowledge about their origin. Doing structured provenance research is considered to be a crucial component in this. So in January 2021, Frank already uh, mentioned it uh, just now, a special committee of the Dutch Council for Culture led uh, by Lilian gonzalez hokang Yu, published the report Colonial Collections and Recognition of Injustice. 
in this report, the committee recommended, with regards to provenance research, that the Dutch Minister of Culture, and I quote, alerts museums to their responsibility to research the provenance history of their colonial cultural objects and make their knowledge of it accessible to the countries of origin, unquote. In her formal reaction, former Minister of Culture Ingrid van Engel Engelshoven called provenance research, and I quote again, a core task of museums that is essential for the acquisition, conservation, management, and presentation of objects, end of quote. Okay, that's clear. But how to do this kind of provenance research? Which practical and theoretical aspects do you have to take into account in organizing this kind of research? These questions were, at the, were the immediate motivation behind the establishment of PROS back in 2019. From the start, PROS had three research objectives. First of all, we wanted to gain practical experience in doing provenance research by investigating a few dozen objects, all from the collections of NMVW and Rijksmuseum, uh, all of them originating from Indonesia and Sri Lanka. Now, if we take a specific museum object as a starting point, uh, a, a statue, uh, a weapon, um, a utensil, can, can be anything, where do we start searching for sources? How much can we, in fact, possibly find out about such an object and the direct context in which it was acquired? What parts of its social biography are to be considered part of the provenance report? How do you rec rec record the changing meanings and significance of such an object to different historical actors through time? And how to collaborate with experts, with communities, um, lo local communities, uh, um, with uh, countries of origin uh, in general? And how do we share our findings with others? Okay. In total, we researched 65 objects in, in total uh, 50 object reports. Roughly one-third of the selection was made by partners in Museum National in Jakarta. Uh, and I, yeah. Uh, and five object reports about objects from the Kingdom of Kandy were researched in close collaboration with researchers from Sri Lanka. With regards to the other objects, we tried to make our selection as broad as possible. So including uh, objects from different periods in time, from different areas in Indonesia, um, acquired directly or um, less directly, maybe through the art market in, at later stages of its life, with a different material value and of a different character, so utilitarian objects, but also jewelry, weapons, but also religious objects, antiquities, but also objects from the Indonesian War of Independence. Some of these objects can be seen on screen behind me. Now, for the research, we assembled a team of researchers and specialists, a great team, and uh, I enjoyed very much working with, with them all. And I want to name them all, uh, just to honor them also. Marike Bloembergen, Doreen van den Bogaert, Caroline Drienhuizen, Melle Monkiel, Tom Quist, Alicia Schrikker, Mirjam Chatanawi, uh, and myself as researchers here. Investigating these objects gained us many insights and presented us with several problems and challenges. 
uh, and brought up also interesting questions. Um, we want to show you one of these uh, these objects uh, with uh, Miriam Sh that Miriam Shatanawi had researched. That this was not possible, as you all know now. Uh, but today, Professor Asoka Dizoisa, Dr. Ganga Disaneyake, Mr. Uh, Chamikara uh, Pilapitia, and Mr. Senrat Vikramasinghe. Uh, Dr. Uh, Alicia Schricker and uh, Mrs. Uh, Doreen van der Boogaert will give us a preview of their research to the Canyon objects. Okay, so this was a first research aim, simply gain experience. A second research aim of PROSE as a follow-up to this gaining experience um, um, was a practical, was to design a practical methodology as well as a draft assessment frame framework. Frank already just mentioned it. We wanted to translate our ex experiences with regards to, for instance, the analysis of an object itself uh, or the use of sources. We wanted to translate this into practical instructions. They can serve, as we hope, as a starting point for future provenance researchers. And the results can be found in chapter three of our final report that will be handed out at the end of this session and will be also downloadable online. The objective of the draft of assessment framework, which is chapter four in our report, uh, was to provide a tool for a future advisory committee that's yet, yet, that has yet to be established to determine quality and, to, and comprehensiveness of provenance research. And of course, it can also serve as a tool for researchers. Furthermore, we familiarize the readers with a few of the theoretical discussions and backgrounds that play a role in this field. All of this with as many concrete references as possible to our own provenance research. As I said, all the reports, not only the, the final report, but also the object reports can be found online at the website of NEOT or, for instance, via WorldCat um, or via the object databases of the partaking museums. A third aim was to establish and strengthen contacts with various stakeholders and relevant networks in this field, in the Netherlands, Indonesia and Sri Lanka, and in the wider world. So with museum experts, academics, collectors, um, and of course also with experts and uh, communities of engagement, um, communities of interest and policy makers in countries of origin. From the beginning, we have been in close contact with partners in the Indonesian and Sri Lankan museum world, universities and government officials. Unfortunately, the outbreak of the pandemic made it impossible to travel to Indonesia and Sri Lanka, which was otherwise a, a necessary thing to do, uh, or to have people, uh, to, to invite people here. Uh, and I think we must be honest, this negatively affected our ability, for instance, to get in touch with uh, local communities or local networks of knowledge. An unexpected advantage, however, was the rapid integration of e-meetings and digital research panels, which enabled us to meet regularly, digitally, over a longer period of time. And I have the impression that initial differences in pace and in priorities uh, kind of diminished over the course of this project, partly due to the availability of easily accessible routes of contact. Now, we, have, we are very happy to have a few of our partners today in our program, and we are, look, of course, looking forward to their re reactions. To sum up, what are the concrete results and outcomes of our project? 
First of all, uh, I would like to emphasize again that the solid foundation under our project are the 50 provenance reports in which we investigate these 65 objects. Um, these reports include quite famous objects or well-known objects. Uh, think of the, the diamond of Banjarmasin or the cannon of Kandy, uh, but also Achenese uh, figurative drawings that, yeah, the, 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 the picture that will be shown just after this one. Um, an insignia from the Indonesian War of Independence, a panel of a tomb from Banda Aceh, uh, but I also remember a korwar from, uh, from Papua. Um, as several crises uh, were also researched that are currently in the, in, uh, held by NMVW. Um, and among these reports is also a quite a long working paper in which the history of seven decades of Indonesian-Dutch restitution debate is uh, re-examined. All these reports are open access available online. I already said it a few times, I believe. Secondly, we today present our report to the State Secretary um, of Culture and Media, um, uh, the report that is available in Dutch, English, and Bahasa Indonesia. The report is intended for a diverse audience of provenance researchers, policymakers, heritage professionals, and other interested parties, again, in the Netherlands, but also in other parts of the world. Part of this re report, and these are basically the chapters, part of them are uh, the recommendations and conclusions with regards to the institutional embedding of, pro of provenance research, which is chapter five, and Frank van Vrij will later on present these recommendations to the state secretary. Um, another chapter is chapter three, again, about the methodological tools and guidelines concerning conducting provenance research. Then we have the draft assessment framework for the assessment of research by a future advisory committee, which is chapter four. We have a sketch of the backgrounds and principles of this pilot study, which is chapter one, and a reflection on the theoretical and political dimensions of provenance research, which is chapter two. Finally, we asked a number of people from the world of research and museums to reflect in short essays on the issues at heart of this project. And we are very happy that right after me, um, Mr. Sri Magono and Mrs. Marike Bloomberger want to share their reflections with us today. Thank you very much. That was Klaas Tutje, a researcher at the NIOD, at the presentation of the final report from PROS, Pilot Project Provenance Research on Objects of the Colonial Era. For more information on the project and to read their final report, visit niod.nl. We also encourage listeners to check out the upcoming edition of the newsletter from IIAS, which will include a special focus section co-edited by Klaas Tutje and Jona Moren, in which they and their research collaborators tell a variety of fascinating stories of colonial-era acquisitions. Thank you for listening to the channel. Please subscribe to receive all future episodes. This podcast is brought to you by the International Institute for Asian Studies, a globally-oriented institution based at Leiden University in the Netherlands. We are dedicated to fostering an integrated, multidisciplinary understanding of Asia and beyond, and we'd love for you to get involved. 
For more information on our conferences, webinars, publications, and fellowship program, please visit eas.asia. That's I-I-A-S dot A-S-I-A. See you next time.